The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Welcome Tarina. to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Tamina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blog of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between Tamina at the Ordinary Intelligence. I'd like to welcome our friends hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching us on Ordinary Television. Got Ian this yeah, week. Hey, here. Sammy. Hey, a sunny Monday. Beautiful. Well, uh, it's been like crazy weather the last two months. Uh, it's windy, cold, but the sun is out. I mean, I'm not a big fan of wind, to be honest with you. Really. Not me either. I mean, like, because, you know, wind, you know, I mean, too much of it could bring down power lines. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing we have generators here at ONTV. <laughs> I don't at my house, unfortunately. <laughs> well, if you ever lose power, dude, give me a call. I'll open the doors for you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Got Cra- a lot. Crazy week in basketball. Oh, my goodness. A lot. I mean, like, there are no OA boys teams left. We're going to recap Cra- them in the second segment. Surprised. Um, let's go with girls first. I mean, yeah. Like, I, there are a couple of teams that are still in the um, in the tournament in the regional, and then there's a couple of teams that um, should not have been out um, that are out. Some um, surprise, surprise losses. Oh, yeah. Some surprise losses. I could think of two of them already in, my, in the – top of my head um that really has me irritated um <laughs> and you don't want to get sammy irritated yeah. just and um but the first one i want to look at is the um i wasn't really surprised with the division two matchups probably to me the biggest upset um was a non-away school um okay i want i want to get your th- upset um we've seen pontiac Notre Dame prep yes of course, there is a game with them in Lake Orion. Yes. On TV. Yes. You know what they did on Friday night? What did they do? Stunned the defending state champion, Birmingham Detroit Country Day, on their home floor, 71-59. I don't believe we called that. No. <laughs> no. And that was and a decisive win. To me, that's shocking, considering a couple years Coach Frank Orlando had brought in, of course, a couple of transfers from formerly OA White schools. Um, I think it was Jamal Elam from West Bloomfield and Maddie Novak from Lake Orion. Um, you know, they transferred in there. This was supposed to be, you know, Birmingham Detroit Country Days was expected to be one of the top teams in the state. Yeah. Nobody, nobody expected them to go out in this round. Nobody. And they ended up they ended up <laughs> losing Shock. on their home full I mean, they ended up losing. And you know what Notre Dame perhaps is gonna be good, good doing now? They're gonna be moving on, play Croswell Lexington yeah. at Birmingham Detroit Country Day in the regional. And I know you're gonna preview the regional. Of course. But wow. Nobody in the state saw this one coming. I mean Notre Dame prep basically, and this was a team that was literally beaten up by nearly every team in the red. Yes. I mean, every, no, every in the OA. And you yes. look at the losses. This is a team that lost to Clarkson. They lost to um, Groves. They lost to Bloomfield Hills. They lost to Lake Orion. I mean, yeah. basically, the teams in the OAA have literally beaten up yes. on the Irish, on the yeah. Fighting Irish. And for them, I and when I saw Notre Dame prep play Lake Orion, I didn't think they were that good. Now, yeah, they got yeah. a good player in Sarah Stewart, but 
Well, it, not- and I know Stewart could had capability of taking over games. Yes, but- nothing we saw around us, like that that matchup with Lake Orion and them, said, "Hey, guess what? They're going to take down the defending state champ." And they just did. Yes. So what? I mean that that's the madness of this time of year, right? I hate to mm-hmm. to steal the phrase, but or or we can't say it, or we can can't say the M madness. So, but anyway, the uh, shocker, dude, shock, complete and utter shock. But and good this, for this good for shocking. them. But this good was for them. Shocking. I mean, like you take down the lot, giant. A lot of people thought you're looking at this. I think likely means that Division Two's playoffs are over. I think it's over because you have a nationally ranked team in Division Two that's going to likely win the state title, and that's Detroit Edison. Mm. Um, so you're saying they're rolling now because uh, well, they did play Country Day earlier in the year. Now, this was not your vintage Country Day team. This really wasn't um, because you know, yeah, they played a tough schedule and all that, but this is not. This was not this type of team that could just you know, go in and basically intimidate people. Yeah. This is not that type of team. I mean, like, unlike when you have um, a couple years ago when you had some great athletes that go over there. But still, this is shocking. This (laughs) was shocking, to say the least. But but again, we said it before, the last couple weeks, we've seen things like this, weird things. We go, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes March Madness fun. Absolutely. Keeps you on your toes. Oh, it does. It really does. Um, let's go from the um, go back into the OA now. Um, couple of games that I really didn't see coming. Of course, they were in, they were in districts in East Macomb County. Um, the Utica district kind of really set icing on the cake. Actually, the Athens one set the icing on the cake. But the Utica district was really interesting because it was a small gym, mm-hmm. and he had. I thought Stony Creek would go in there and roll in that district. That, unfortunately, did not happen. No. They ended up losing in the first round to Utica, 37-30, where they just couldn't score. And that's shocking, considering early in the year, this was a basketball team that was scoring in the high, in the low 60s, and now the score only in the 30s? Yeah. Where's the scoring been for this team? Where yeah. was the scoring? Absolutely, yeah. I mean... And I know Kellen James's team, he loses five seniors, including Emily Eckhout and Megan Solick. But this was shocking, to say the least, that Stony Creek, who played Utica early in the year, won 60-46 at Utica. And for them to go cold at the wrong at the time, wrong time it, it, it just says... And the fact that this team had lost five or six coming in had been a big concern. And, you know, the shooting woes has hurt this yeah, team. Yeah. And we've seen other teams like that go through the, these shooting problems. And, you know, usually they recover, especially the strong teams. But uh, this was, yeah, it's, a, it's kind this of a, it's a bummer. This was big, stunning. Big old bummer. I mean, I mean, like, and now, and then Utica, of course, um, rolled on. Knocked off Rochester, um, and then went to the district final against Troy. Now Troy, then they, they played Utica Eisenhower, um, was down by sixteen at one point, and then Lauren DeBo gets hurt, had yeah. to go to the hospital. Unfortunate. Uh, and then Troy takes advantage of that, forces overtime, 
and then basically, and then basically, like, um, wins at 61-52 behind 20 points from Athena Sampson, 15 points from Caitlin Knight. And then they go play a district final against Utica on their home gym and go to overtime where Troy ended up falling 55-48 to Utica. I know Tom McDonald's team very well. And I know this is the first district championship since 1999. Um, but for me, I think this was really, this game, it was a good game for both teams, but I think that if everything went right in this district, it, it should have been a Stony Creek Utica guys in our final. Yeah. But it didn't work out that way because Stony Creek suffered an upset at the hands of Utica. And then, of course, Utica Eisenhower was upset by Troy. So, but it, that's the luck of the draw there. So, I couldn't believe, it's hard to describe <laughs> that district, you know, considering that the teams that were supposed to be there didn't make it. Yeah. And the teams that weren't supposed to be there, not supposed to be there. Well, if you, we can say there... We should say they were not expected to be there, but they're there. They were there. They're there, and they earn their way, mm -hmm. right? You earn your way. Now, the thing is, can you hang? Can you hang, and can you keep moving forward? That's the question. The district's going to have me really irked is the <laughs> one at Troy Athens. Uh-oh. Because that is a weak, that was a weak, weak, weak district. And I thought to myself, Troy Athens does this is this was gift wrapped for <laughs> Stacey Klump's team. This was basically gift wrapped. I know Utica Ford is a decent team, not the greatest team, but decent. But I said, okay, Troy Athens can handle them on their home gym. So when I looked at the score and it said 30-29 in favor of Ford, yeah. I got really irate. <laughs> because Troy Athens blew a gifted opportunity. Gifted opportunity. Because it was on their home gym. It was at, it was against a Utica Ford team who I think they should have beat. Okay. But instead, they come, they just lay an egg. Lay an egg. They lose by, I mean, like, and I thought, for them to play in the white division, when you're looking at against, you're playing against teams like Avondale, Lake Orion, West Bloomfield, Oxford, mm -hmm. those type of teams are gonna should help you. I know Utica Ford's played the likes of Romeo and all that. Yes. Um, but still, I forgot to mention Adams in that mm -hmm. conversation. Yes. Um, but still, still, <laughs> you're at home. This is an opportunity. You know, you don't have a, a strong team in that district. Yeah. You couldn't take advantage. This team couldn't take advantage of everything I was giving to you. Chippewa Valley is terrible. You look at Sterling Heights. They're terrible. <laughs> Sterling Heights-Stevenson this year. Terrible. And yet, Troy Athens, opportunity gives them. And they can't steal the deal. Well, it tells you, dude. That's horrible. I know, but you say you can you say, "Hey, you're terrible. You're playing well," but all of a sudden it clicks. 
It can happen. That Unicorn 14 they played. <laughs> Not the greatest. I know they have one player in Olivia Kubnick, but you have three players on that team who can play well. You have Izzy Crumb, Grace Bright, Abby Bright, and they can't get it done in their home gym. That's it's sickening. Sickening. What's the makeup of that team, uh, grade-wise? Veteran? They're, they got a lot coming back, but they have proven players on that team. Yes. They have a ton of proven players. They had that district basically all set up. You know, you didn't have to worry about Troy. You didn't have to worry about them. Um, I mean, if you're in the UK, you didn't have to worry about Warren Cousineau. This was the perfect district. For Troy Athens to win. But that's why they play the game, right? That's why they roll the ball out there. There's nothing given, dude. You have to earn it all. Troy Athens has played in a played in a much tougher division. I thought the OA White is a tougher division than the Mac White. Yeah. And for that, you know. But it could be matchups, too. What's the makeup, the style of play? I mean, there's so many variables, right? And if you haven't played a team before, like when you're playing in the OAA, you know each other. Right. You know the coaches. You know the style of play. You hit them a couple times a year, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what you're getting into, regardless right. of quality. But Ford played Rochester early in the year. I know Utica Ford beat Rochester. But then they, um, but um, Troy Athens beat Rochester by one point. And... <laughs> It's hard for me to describe this, you know. What has me very upset is you're on your home floor. You're on your home floor, and you can't get it done. Yeah. See, that, that was a t- team I thought that could win that district. See, that's... They could win it, <laughs> and instead they don't. And that's the bitter pill. You know, you, you want that draw. You're home, Right. And it was a great draw. Yeah. All you had to do was beat Utica Ford. And they couldn't do it. Believe me, nobody feels worse than they do. I feel bad for Stacy Columbia. Yeah, man. This but, was the golden opportunity. But it's also a learning opportunity, right? Not to say that they were overlooking anyone or anything like that, but it's a learning experience, especially if it's a, it's a, a team that they, they got a lot coming back next year. Yes. This hardens you. This, the, you know, you remember these things. But when the MHA realigns the districts in June, and basically if you're Troy Athens, if you get the same district again, I would be just in the ready for this. I yes. Be, but it's looking, it, it could be possible they could send Troy back to work with Troy Athens. They could do that. I mean... I mean, like, this was the perfect setup for Troy Athens to win that district. And they just, they threw it all, they threw it away. That's what it was. Now, the team that won it was Chippewa Valley. Yeah. I saw Chippewa Valley. They didn't look good. They're not, they didn't look very good. Survive in advance. They survived. They survived. They did what they had to do. They survived. They're moving on to Macomb, Dakota. Mm-hmm. And that regional. Um, but I'm just still <laughs> besieged and shocked about what the heck happened to Troy Athens. Yeah. 
I mean, the rest of the OA, the rest of the districts, um, you know, the um, West Bloomfield district yeah. over there, that was insane, especially the first day. Um, West Bloomfield beating Abigail 50-47 on him. Ooh. Winning three-point shot from Logan Lewis, um, which was just absolutely insane. Then Abigail had a chance to win that oh. game. Um, barely, it went in and out on a half-court <laughs> shot. Oh, no. And... You know, that was a huge, is there huge... any video of that rolling there around? There is a little bit. Um, I know um, I think you else was there. Um, okay. I can get the link out. Um, But it was a very... It was a good game between wow. those two teams. I mean... What a crazy end, though. I mean... It's kind of Three-pointer to go up, and then you got an in-and-out rattler at uh, half court. And it's kind of funny, because wow. Avenue finished 18-3 and this year. You know who all three of their losses were to? Really? Yeah. Really? Really. <laughs> really. Oh man. That's tough. That's tough. That's hard to do. I mean, to beat somebody three times. Yeah. I mean, you know everything about them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then West Bloomfield ended up um knocking off Waterford Mott. Um beat him by 24, 55, 31. And then um in the district final had to overcome a very good Booby Hills team. Um of course, Booby Hills, we know about the shooters and mm -hmm. all them. Um, and now they're going to be heading to the regional over at Lakeland, um, which is going to be absolutely brutal. Um, and, you know, I wrote in my column a regional preview in the girls' basketball, regional previews um, about the Lakers. Um, we'll go over that in a minute. Um other district recaps, um, what teams I was really impressed by. Um, I was really impressed with Adams because yeah. here's the thing. With Shea Lewis's team, they battle, they scrap. It, absolutely. I mean, they compete really hard. Um, when you look at what that team did, you know, to go in and beat, I, they literally, they, I called this an upset what they did in the district semifinal against Romeo. But they had a great game plan. Great game plan. Now, not like the style of the boys, what yeah. the boys did against Clarkston, but it was a great game plan. I mean, Maddie Dolinga took over that game late. She took over that game late, basically, and their defense basically shut down um, Olivia McDonough, um, Aubrey McDonough, um, of course, um, the Medina, the Medina sisters had um, big games against Lake Orion. Yes. Um, especially Olivia going off for 17 um, in that game. But Lake Orion actually fought back. They were down 15 against Romeo. Um, took the lead late in that one. Just couldn't seal the deal. Yeah. But with Adams, it I got to give Adams' staff, a lot, coaching staff, a lot of credit. And I get particularly one guy, and that's Adams' JV coach, Jeff Cushman. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say this is because, you know, it's his trap. It's his style of trap, you know? You know, and I and that style of defense, you know, I know, I think he learned that from Todd Negotian. Um, But that style of trap worked really well against Romeo, and it basically... 
it went it, cr- it trickled down yeah. to the girls over there at Adams and you know when their defense they made just enough plays to win that game. Yeah. And it was a big big win for Adams at the time. And what we say about trap if if a team is not expecting it especially if it's like it's it's, I it's, didn't think it's Romeo a, was prepared for that. It's trap. a wrinkle that you throw in. It's not the tendencies, and it's not in the scattering report. I mean, I didn't think th- Romeo was prepared for that yes. trap. Yeah. I, did, I didn't think, and I think you know. And if you're not trap, ready for if it, you're not ready for it. Oh, it'll eat you, trouble. It'll eat you alive. And I think you know, and I especially think, if you're point guards, you know, other people usually, you know, you got a trap and a press. If you can't just rely on your point guards to save you, no. other people have to get involved to. Break those traps and, and break I think, those press. And I think that's what happened here was, um, you know, and I and I and that's one of the reasons why I give Cushman a lot of credit, and I also give credit to Shea Lewis for yeah. implementing it. The coach over there, Adams, I got to give her a lot of credit for implementing that trap. Y- you make um, the other, you make the opponent uncomfortable. Yep, and, and that's, that's what, what they, Adams did. Absolutely, that's what Adams did. And then what I was really proud of with Adams was in the district final. Yes, um, against Waterford Kettering. Yep, at um, Lake Orion. Yeah, Friday night. A team, Waterford Kettering's a team that really, they're down this year. I would say, you know, not typically down, but this is not your prototypical team. Yes. I mean, you still got your experienced players. You got Ashley Watson, Claire Brackhannon. Um, you got Irene Schuf. You got, you got, um, you got, um, Michaela Holland, um, who, um, has been a fresh, who was a freshman this year. Um, and then of course you have um Easy Dougal um there as well. But Adams is if they I gotta give props to Amelia Drennan. I have got to give props to her. She played her tail off in that game. She played her tail off. Twenty four points. Wow. Twenty four points, you know. And I remember after that I remember when she fouled out of that game, she was crying, you know, and and I give Coach Shea Lewis a lot of credit for calming her down. You know, I give her a lot of credit. Yep. She played her heart out. If Adams, the thing that I think that cut, killed Adams in that game was that yep. third quarter. Okay. That was it. Other than that, I thought Adams really outplayed Waterford Kettering. Really? I thought Adams really outplayed Waterford Kettering, despite the slack of size that Adams was giving up in that game. Yeah. Um, I think that when you look at the Highlanders, they only lose two seniors. They lose two seniors. Yeah. And they had the majority of their scoring coming back. When you look at Maddie Delinga back, you look at Abby Dranick, you look at Nicole Clara Hout coming back. I mean, like, it's Adams. They, they have it made next year. Yep. And if you're interested in watching a competitive game, like you said, the third quarter kind of bit them. Yep. And I came in late uh, in the fourth quarter. Where it was pretty much wrapped up, I think uh, Kettering it is wasn't up. wasn't wrapped up. Well, Kettering is up twelve at that point. I mean, it was mm-hmm. li- way late in the fourth, but Adams was still battling away. I mean, they were chomping and fighting and free th- making free throws and uh, just battling. And I think out that's there. a credit to Shea Lewis and her team, especially yeah. because I know they have a theme on their shirts that say "Trust the process." You know, you know, and I think those girls over there at Adams right now are yeah. trusting the process. Yeah. Um. And they're set up nicely for and next year. I mean, uh, I think there's a couple of teams that are set up nicely yeah. for next year. When you look at um, when you look at when you look at, of course, you have Oxford, who's yeah. got a lot coming back. Um, yeah, they lose Ashley Hirschman and all that. I think Lake Orion set up nicely. 
Um, Clarkston, definitely. Yeah, young team. <laughs> um, and then you look at them. Um, when you look at um, others, you know, I know Berkeley's got some pieces coming back. I know, um, you know, I know it'll be very interesting to see what yeah. happens. Um, and if you're interested, I, the uh, game, the Kettering and Adams game, was recorded. So it was up on uh, the uh, NFHS uh, network site. Um, I believe that was Friday. I believe tonight or tomorrow it should be open for free viewing. Mm-hmm. So it's up there. And it was it was an interesting was match, game. like you said, it was a good game. It's uh, entertaining, and one you should check out. But let's now go from the district recaps. Let's preview the regionals. Of course, as we mentioned, two regional teams, OA teams, are still in. Yeah. Um, we got one region we got to cover. It's at Lakeland, and the other ones at Southfield A and T. Um, that's what I'm interested in hearing about the one at A and T. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, let's go to the one at Region Two first. Of course, that is a um. Really interesting regional. Basically, West Bloopy becomes a, you know, you have two Lakes Valley teams in there, a KLA team in there, and then you have West Bloopfield. Yeah. Um, West Bloopfield's taking on Heartland first, um, and then you have um, Waterford Kettering taking on um, Wall Lake Western. Mm. Um, That's a tough matchup. If I'm Burt Mosley, this is as tough a match we could think of because Heartland's been playing better. They're improving, and this is a very deep, very lanky team that they're going up against. And they feature a 6'4 player in Whitney Solemn, who, who has been a double-double machine lately. I, I wonder why. This is, this is <laughs> going to be wow. as tough a matchup I think Burt Mosey's going to have with this team. Now, West Bloomfield, they're going to have to run, obviously. But if they get into a slowdown game, they've got big problems. Yeah. And I know that team, West Bloomfield, inside out. You have Logan Lewis there. I think Lola Chambers and Ike Elam are going to have really tough nights against Whitney South. Okay. Now, if they, now if they adjust and if those two play very well against Solomon, they're in the foul trouble. They also get her younger sister in the foul trouble as well. I could see maybe an upset brewing here, but it's going to be a tough matchup for West Bluefield. Now, Hartland's going to have to deal with Maya Bobo. They're going to have to deal with Logan Lewis. Um, and I think that's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. But then again, you know, Hartland's played some of these type of teams, you know, especially down South, you know, like a Plymouth Canton or yeah. like a, um, or like a, um, or like teams down in Wayne County who basically play the same style West Bloomfield does. Yeah. So West Bloomfield, this is going to be a really, really tough matchup for them going against a Heartland team. Really good Heartland team. And that was a team that won, went to state quarterfinal a year ago. Mm. So but anytime you have a, the luxury of a six, four big, my word. And they got plenty of depth too. And Solomon was out for a time. Hmm. And they hey, built that see- de- depth out, and what oh boy. What, what have we seen when some of the top players on teams go out for a, a spell? The rest of the team rallies, right? Rallies, yeah. And then it gives, you know, it, a lot of time you go, oh, no. But a coach might say, hey, you know, this is an opportunity because then you can start developing the rest of your bench. Like you said, now you have depth at experience at game action, and people That's are there. Be- 
It, oh, that pays off. You it cannot, pays off. You cannot underestimate that. Yes, I agree with you. And I think it's going to be a really, really tough matchup for West Bloomfield. And then the other side, you got Wall Lake Western going up against Waterford Kettering. Yeah. Can Kettering knock off Western this time? We know what Western's got. We know what Steve Emmer, because he formerly coached in the OA at Oxford. We know what he brings to the table. They have a very good player in Marquea Ford. Um, and we know what Kettering's got. <laughs> but Wall Lake Western has beaten Kettering twice. Corey Hightower, head coach at Water for Kettering, said that this could be his this could be their best chance to get Wall Lake Western. Again, that whole third time's the charm. It's always thing. hard to be a team three times. I have enough fun that out the hard way. Yes. Um do you but, throw new wrinkles in? Like we said, you when you know your opponent so well, it just makes for their tighter matches. It, it turns into a slugfest. It does. Right? But like we said, you throw in a, a little wrinkle. Yeah. Throw in a little unexpected trap or a press that people weren't expecting. And if you execute, yeah, you can shock somebody. Oh, sure. You can shock somebody. You can. Do you think they would do that or just stick to the game plan and go, hey, we'll go. You know, I think what, Kettering, we'll go right at you with what we have, and we'll see how it falls. I I, I think what's going to happen there is I I'm as much as I love Burt Mosley and his team <laughs> over at West Bloomfield, they ain't going to beat Heartland. You don't think so? If they do beat Heartland, I'm going to give Burt Mosley a lot of credit. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was going to ask for a shirt and wear it on the show. No, <laughs> not going that route. Um, and then um, but I think Wall Lake Western. It's going to be a rematch between Wall Lake Western and um Heartland. Um. Okay. I think Heartland will win that regional. Of course, games are on Monday and Wednesdays. Um, let's go to the one at Southie Day and T. Yeah, man. Before we go on the break here. Because, um, I mean, this this regional seems like it has the makings of whoever. This is a powerhouse. There's a, there's a ton of star power in this regional. Yeah. A ton of it. Um, now, Birmingham Marion, of course, ranked number two in the state, had to work their way to get here. Of course, knocking off Royal Oak in a really low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. It was 30 to 29 in that one. Wow. It was really, really low scoring. Uh, I think it's a matter of overlooking somebody? No. It, Royal like, Oak's a defensive first team. And they, uh, they, they had a they ton brought of experience. It. They did bring it. Mm. But as mentioned, I think missing Jessica Adams kind of really hurt in that game. If they would have pulled that one off, I would have been stunned. Yeah. They would have pulled that one off. That's close. That's so. Ugh. As the fans, you know, and the coaches and the players, you, you have a chance to knock off a quality team like that. And, miss they have, it, and you miss it by one. Yep. It hurts. So on their home tough. gym. Oh. It was at Birmingham Marion, too. Oh. Now this is going to be at Southfield Arts and Tech's home gym. The beauty of playing a tough schedule. It has. You've its, been preaching that for years. I've been preaching this for years. The reapings of playing a tough schedule. <laughs> Southfield comes in. With a 20, I believe it's a 21-1 record, um, playing their best basketball right now. I mean, Michelle Marshall, head coach at Southfield A&T, called this her best team she's had since the 05 team at Lathrop. And that says a lot. Yes. When you look at players like Alexis Johnson, Shine McEvans, the emergent transfer in Soda Barnes from Ohio, Keanu Willis, and then, of course, Jasmine Worthy, a transfer from um. Birmingham from Groves. Um, but here's the thing that bothers me. 
what happens if you get into foul trouble? That's a big concern for me for this team. Bench, is- bench issues. If they get, yeah, depth. Lack depth could be a trouble trouble spot. But for is this that team. a is that something that uh, they've been running into regularly? Yeah, they, yeah, they've been running it regularly, of course. Foul that, trouble, yeah. But the schedule, the tough schedule, you know what I mean, it's really helped them out. Um, especially with the play of McEvans and Johnson. Yeah. Also was Soto Barnes. Um, they're playing. They're they're playing really well right now. And the fact that this team's got home court, that's a bonus. Um, now they're gonna be playing a Warren Cousineau team that features Central Michigan commit Kate MacArthur. Um, of course, MacArthur does bring state championship experience. Okay. Um, which is gonna help them. Um, and then of course, um, but I don't think they match up. They gotta know where she's at at all times, obviously. But I just think Southie's got way too much depth for um for Warren Cousineau on this one. I think they got way too much depth. And the other other one, other regional matchup is Gross Point North against um against Birmingham Mary. We talked about Marion earlier. Yeah, yep. Um now Gross Point North. They have a Michigan State commit in Julia Aronot, who has played magnificently for this team. Um well, he's got tough teams rolling out of Gross Point. Well, yeah, well tough a lot teams. of it a lot of it's a lot been of Gross Point athletes. South. A lot yeah. of it's been Gross Point South. But now it's North now. Of course, North with that unexpected upset a couple years ago of South. And then they made that unexpected run. I believe it was two years ago where they made that unexpected run to about the state quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, where, um, but you got to give them North. I think it's going to be a tough match for North against Birmingham Marion because Birmingham Marion, of course, besides the fact they have Olivia Moore, they have a 6 2 forward and Sarah Sylvester is only a freshman. Wow. Um, they got others too. I mean, I think this is going to be. She's yeah. a six-two-four. That's usually your center. <laughs> yeah, and now you have you're likely going to look at possibly the top two teams in the state playing in the regional final. And that is where, in case uh, somebody wants to roll Southfield. down there, it'll yeah. be at Southfield Arts and Tech, six o'clock. I like Southfield in this regional. I really do. Now, yeah, a couple years ago they lost in their home gym to Detroit Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. but this is a different Southfield team. And I think South, this is a team that's on a mission right now. And I think they're going to take names. They're taking names. I think the Warriors right now are rolling right now. And I think this is going to be a team that nobody wants to see. And, <laughs> and I dare say this right now. If they rematch with Saginaw Heritage. Oh, yeah. That's their only loss. Now, Saginaw Heritage got a very tough regional themselves because they're with because they're with Midland Dow, and they got to oh, yeah. play foot Carmen Ainsworth. Oh, boy. That's tough. Um, That's a tough one, too, man. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day here, I like Southfield. I think Southfield can seriously make a run at this thing. I think they can, make, I think they can win this whole thing. Really? I, they got a shot. You got to keep it. Even yeah, keel, though, even right? Keel. I mean, you got to play. And knowing Michelle Marshall and that team over there at Southfield. She'll keep him grounded. She'll keep him grounded. Knowing, knowing her, and I know her very, very well. Um, one of the best coaches in the game. I know their assistant coaches very well. I also know Jeraka Hughes, what her system is over there. They're, she's going to be fine. They're going to be fine. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Always like to see those OA teams still rolling through the tourney. Yep. All right, and, now let's, uh, let's yep. take a break here. Right. Um, let's talk boys next segment here on OA now. 
This is Lake Orion's own, the local voice. Call ONTV and get on air. 248-393-1060. Let your voice be heard. Internet radio for all. Call ONTV and get on air. Welcome back to OA Now here. I'm Sam Carrina here with Ian Locker. Hey, Sam. Um, let's go from the girls to the boys, of course. Now there yeah, are no... Yeah, what's left? There's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of boys. There's, not, there's no boys teams left after what happened in the regional finals. We had three blue teams make the regional final. Um, the, the lone red team, the Troy Colts, was eliminated District by Rose. final. No, Troy went to the regional semifinal. Regional semifinal. Oh, that's right. The guys Troy, are a week ahead. Yeah. Troy went to the regional semifinal. That's right, sorry. Um, and was just trounced by Roseville. Mm. Um, it wasn't even close. Um, but the three teams that made it were all in the blue division this year. Um, Oxford, Ferdinand, you know, Pontiac. Pontiac, we knew it was going to be difficult for them going against the Yes, Seaway. yes. But they fought. I talked to the um, Oakland Press, MI Preptone sports writer, Paula um, Pachette. Very good lady, by the way. Okay. Um, very good lady. And she was at NY City in the regional final. She was there. Um, and she said that, you know, it was a really, you know, Pontiac fought. They battled for about a half. You know, they got into um, New Haven. Close. It was close early. But then New Haven just pulled away late. I mean, like, it's pulled away late behind their likely Mr. Um, basketball mm-hmm. winner, Romeo Weems. Um, who actually had a nice game himself. Um, he played yeah. well. And Pontiac, yeah, you kind of picked that one, though. It I was mean, going to be tough. Yeah. I knew it was going to be tough for Pontiac. Of course, this is a team that loses 10 seniors next year. Whoa. Um, so a lot of talent gone from that team. Um, so a lot of questions linger for that team going forward. Yeah. But Pontiac had a really nice year. I mean, eight, I mean like they were 18-2. Fortunate to win the blue, but they um, did win a district title, which is going to be huge for them. Do you think the Aura Pontiac basketball is back? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't know. If you're losing 10, what do they have behind them? It's a question. You know, um, I mean, it took them a while to get back to this level, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a, a, a truckload of seniors. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's too early to say if this was just a one-off. Yeah, I'd like to say that they're back. That would be great because I mean, anytime they they're rolling the gym around up against Oxford, they did. And um, but who saw Oxford doing what they were going to do this yeah. year? You know, and you know, can it be repeated? That's that's that tells you you're back if you can repeat it. That's the question. Yeah, that is the big. I'd question. love to see Pontiac back because anytime you got a strong Pontiac team, it makes for just a fun. You know, keeping track of the t- these teams like we do or you do, I just kind of sit here and nod my head and have a good time with you. But it's it was great. It was great to see Pontiac back. I mean, watching them play, um, you know, the success they had, and then having meaningful regular season games that were just like, oh man, this is and ga- to fill out the place like the old Northern gen- Central rivalry. Absolutely, filling the gyms. You know, the the people traveling to come down. I mean. Great matchups. I, that's what you want. That's what. That's what all the coaches, the fans, the ads. That's what they. That's what they want. Just great competitors, great coaches, and great games. And yeah. you, you hope they can continue it. That's gonna be a big question there. Yeah. Um. Let's go to Livonia, Clarenceville. 
Ferndale took on um, undebeaten Harperwood Chandler Park Academy. Um, I thought I was shocked when I looked at the score. Um, at the <laughs> third quarter, they were out. Ferndale was outscored thirty-five to three. Wow! At the end of the third quarter, and that, it really wasn't even. That's a lot of points. It for was a third horrible. Quarter. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Um, Ferndale ended up losing eighty-eight to forty to them. Harperwood Chandler Park Academy. This was a basketball team. That was averaging over 90 points a game. They in the last six six games, they were over 90. And yet they only scored 40 because of that core. They have uh, foul trouble? I don't know what I happened mean, you, briefly in sometimes that game. A team will take you out of your rhythm. I mean, for, this was a basketball team that had a really emotional win against Detroit Frederick Douglass, where um, Tiana McKeithen hit a buzzer beater to win that game. And... For them to lay an egg basically in that third quarter, that was that was shocking to say the least. Yeah. Now, Ferndale does have a lot coming back. And including the four player other yeah, players transfer. who sat out. Yeah, yeah. Um, who sat out, they're gonna be back. Um and four of them are division one caliber players. So yeah. this team's gonna be fine. <laughs> Ferndale's gonna be fine. They're gonna be loaded. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to, that, and when you look at that team, Ron Rick, Juan Rickman has over there, they're going to be loaded for a little while. They're going to be loaded for a little while. But it's still, I couldn't believe that they gave up 35 points in the um, third quarter. Uh, no matter how good a team you are, that's a killer. That's a backbreaker. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. I mean, who? I'm, I'm curious to see the makeup of the come. game. You know what happened? Was it a I mean, flood it of was, threes? It was, was it close a early, and then Burnell just stopped playing in the third quarter. You think they just stopped playing? I or? think they just stopped playing, and then like Chandler Park County got on a big run. You know, Burnell just couldn't hit shots. That's what um. Sometimes you know couldn't hit shots the, when the avalanche hits you. Sometimes you just can't. There's nothing you can do. You start making shots. It's contagious. Start, I think that's, what happened. Shots, I think that's what happened over there at Livonia. When Livonia was, the avalanche came. The avalanche ripple effect came, and everything just snowballed on Wow, that's a, yeah. That's tough. That's brutal. And I, you know, I said, I thought Ferndale would win that regional, you know what I mean? But I didn't think that um, the snowball effect <laughs> went and just. Well, it, it goes to show just how fragile it can be. I mean, if you're. You got to be focused for the entire game, all four quarters. If you just kind of, hey, I mean, they weren't going into the uh, third quarter with a lead at half. No, they half. were trailing by. Um, they were trailing by six. So I mean, six couple possessions, right? So you're not out of it, and then you and then you, it ballooned to a running clock. It came out. Oh yeah, come out flat. And the third to a close running it out. clock. Mm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's tough. That's brutal. That's tough. I mean, think about the running clock. I mean, I did not expect that one to happen like that. But what was their defensive tendencies going in? They can score ninety, but can what's what are they holding opponents to? Are they went, they weren't very good. So they went in ninety to eighty seven. They were winning games like, yeah, like giving up. They were giving up a ton of points. They were scoring a ton of points. But when you get, when you're not scoring a ton of points and giving up a ton of points, this will happen. Yes, it's the the wheels come off. Yep, the wheels came off. So shore up that defense to just move it up like 
let's say cut the shooting percentage down to like three percentage points, four percentage points, and it's a different ball game. It is, it really is something to work on for next year. But I think short that D. Burn, yeah, that's something that Rickman's going to need to improve on that defense. Because if you work up on your defense, they're going to allow you to go in that run and gun game. Mm. And that's what Ferndale likes to do. They're a team that loves to go run and gun. Um, and then let's go to um, Oxford. Yeah. Um, Oxford against Howell. Um, that was a tough one for Oxford. Yeah, I thought they, they, they went had cold a, late. Yeah, I thought they were going to do it. They went cold late. Um, it was a. I think it was 38-32 with that final score there. Whoa, low scoring. Um, low scoring game. Um, just, you know, they couldn't score. And that was stunning considering you had a team that came in at 21-1, and of course, coming off a coming off wins against Ferndale, Pontiac twice, mm-hmm. Lake Orion yeah. twice, and then, of course, um, and then you're going into Howell, of course. You've won in the Lake Orion. you won in that gym. And then going into Howell, you have a great chance to win that one. Yeah. And Oxford blew a 10-point lead in that game. Oh, no. They blew a 10-point lead in that one. And, you know, Howell came back, won that one. Now they're in the state quarterfinal. Um, But let's look at Oxford's run. They lose seven seniors, including Michael Raish, um, which is going to be a big loss for them. Yeah. Um, they got others, too. But... How fun was that? That was a good run for Oxford. That really was, good. That run. was a ton of fun. I was talking to uh, some Oxford uh, grads. You know, you know, might live in Lake Orion now, but they grew up in Oxford, and boy, were they just beaming with pride. You know, Wildcat pride, just really proud of that team, and just like, can you believe it? You know, and having great, meaningful games against their rivals like Orion, and you know, making it exciting and. You know, that sort of thing. And then winning the district title. Um, now their first one, I believe, since 1993. Yeah, long time. Long, long time. And uh, the just the support that, of the town, you know, having everybody in, at, uh, in their hometown rooting for them and behind them and traveling. Boy, the way that team traveled was fantastic. Had It was fun. It was a lot of fun these la- this last couple months watching that team play. You know, and when you look at Oxford, you know, Losing seven, boy. They lose seven, but they do got one. They do got two players coming back in the Townsend boys, um, Zach and um, Trey. I mean, those are going to be two guys that are going to be worth watching next year for Oxford. Who can they put around them? That's going to be the question for Coach Steve Laidlaw. I mean, team. you can't you can't expect them to go one no. loss, you know, in regular season. You know, well, players. they're going to be going up from the blue to the white, <laughs> so that's going to so be. It might change things a little that's bit. That's going to change things. We've seen teams flip flop, haven't yep, we? Yep, we have. You move um, up, and as you go, oopsies, you know, yeah, and we have. you struggle. I mean, but when you look at when you look at that run, that was – it's not going to be a surprise Steve Laidlaw is going to get the OA coach of the year. Oh, no. It would not, not be surprising. No. Um, but Well-deserved. But let's look at – let's look at the entire recap of the boys' season Um, now that there's no more teams Yeah, in the it's OA. crazy. When was the last time we didn't have anybody to talk about? I mean, last year had Clarkston just winning and well, winning and winning. Back to back state I times. know there's a lot to talk about, and it's only what the second week of March. And we're done back, talking. And won back to back state titles. <laughs> we're gonna have to take notes on what we're gonna chat about next. Um, week. let's look at um, let's look at um, teams who you're watching next year. Ooh, jeez. I... Um, you look at of course, you know, Clarkston's a team we're watching yeah, yeah. carefully. 
Adams is another one I'm watching carefully. Yep. If everybody stays together over there. Yes. Um, Ferndale. Ferndale's obviously one. Yep. Farmington's another one I'm watching. Um, North Farmington could be a really interesting team to keep mm. an eye on. Um, Oak Park, they got a lot of their team back. Um, but um, do you think? Uh, look at the uh, the alignments. Like you just mentioned, uh, Oxford's going to slide up, right? So anybody sliding around that you could say sliding down to the white or down I'm, to the blue or up that could make. Uh, I see Adams possibly in the red. I see Adams going to the red. Um, it's not. I'm not. At the realignment meeting or like and all that, yeah, you know, but all that, because that really you, changes the scope. I mean, I'm going to give you my projections. Okay, what I'm seeing. All right, I think it's going to be a seven-seven-seven alignment. You know, I think okay. it's going to be because you have Harrison closing. Yeah, and you that's have right. Park yeah. departing. Yeah, um, I'm seeing Adams in the red. I'm seeing Oxford. I'm seeing Oxford and Ferndale possibly go in the white, and I think. I'm seeing at I'm seeing Avondale, Athens, and Rochester going to blue. Okay. So those are the teams I'm seeing. Um, it's really interesting how it's gonna put it in the alignment category, but I'm projecting it right now. I think that with Avondale right now, they do lose a ton of experience. Athens, you know, they struggled this year. Rochester, they really struggled this year. Um, I think there will be some changes, but I think at the end of the day here, I see Adams in the red. Okay. I see Oxford and Farming, Oxford, Ferndale, and the um, white. And I think Avondale, Troy, Athens, and Rochester come from the blue. That's I, what I'm seeing. I know one thing. I'd love to be at the game, Adams, Clarkston, oh. next year when they meet up. <laughs> that could be a bloodbath next it, year. It could be exciting because that depends if Adams keeps all their players yeah. together. Um, and then of course you know that also depends because Clarkson next year is going to be better than people think. Oh yeah, well they were good this year. They were good. They were, uh, I mean they were. Uh, would you call them a surprise? They started off zero and two, won seventeen straight. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean after the the turnover and the new regime coming in and all this. But you're like, man, they just picked up the ball and kept going. Well, yeah, you would say they were one of a surprise. Um, I was surprised, but the team that surprised me was Pontiac and Oxford. Obviously, yes, yeah, yeah. Those are the those are two teams. Those are the stories you. of this season. Those are the stories this season. Yeah, you know. And then of course, who would ever thought Adams would go and beat Clarkson the way? Yeah, well, that's why. That's why next year I want to be at that regular season game when they hook up. Uh, that, it all depends. If they roll into the if red. If they roll in the red. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, I hope they do. That'd be great. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, let's take a break here, um, and let's talk some swimming. Yeah, uh, swimming finals. Uh, so, on OA now. Yep. Got to find the music. There it is. Music. Weather. Sports. And you. Me? Yes, you. You're listening to The Local Voice. Welcome back to OI Now here on Same Team with Ian Locke. Hey, hey. Recapping, um, we had a state champion in powerlifting this week on Lake County yes. Powerlifting State Champion. Congratulations there. to the Dragons. That, yep. I forgot about that one. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. And then... um. 
And then, of course, um, we have a, um, of course, cheerleading we mentioned. I think it was last yep. week, Stony Creek winning that. Harrison winning in boys bowling, uh, winning a bowling. Yeah, um, and that, that cheer championship was close. Yes. I mean, we're talking Creek and Adams. tenths of a point. Mm-hmm. So good for congratulations to the champs. Yep. And he got still and he got some swimming results. Yeah, swimming results. Uh you, you know, this time of year, March 9th and 10th areas, you know, you get the, the finals all over the place. Um in first day of spring sports, by the way. Oh yeah, today. That's today, right. First day of spring oh, sports. Oh, how exciting. Yes, it is. Some it's more Baseball, sports to talk softball, about. Softball, lacrosse, soccer, track. track. Oh. Yeah, and you know we love track. So yes, we do. I, I just heard everybody go. Come on, track's exciting. Track is fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, let's look at uh, some. Uh, there were some great performances on the D two side. We'll we'll focus on that right now. Yep. On uh, the D two side, now these are the results from Eastern Michigan. That f- wonderful Rose pool took over there. Second, I believe, and um. Uh, and Adams. And Adam. oh, well, Adams. Well, either let me get, do this. So I was just going to go down and results. Let's get to the final scoring page. So we had um. Two pages. Okay, so uh, where we got Groves? Uh, yeah, two hundred three points were the runner up. Seaholm yep. was third yep. at one eighteen point five. Adams was sixth at one thirty eight. So a loaded field. I mean, anybody else? Who do we have in there? Uh, da, 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 da. I don't see anybody else scoring in the OAA. Uh, North Farmington had yep. eighty two points at twelfth. So they're a top thirteen, top fifteen team. Berkeley was in there yep. at 22nd. Uh, they scored uh, 36 points, I think that is. So good for Berkeley. I believe they had a uh, – let's go through the results here, but the got to give it to my alma mater, the Dexter Dreadnoughts. Ugh. Fourth straight Division II swimming title. I can't, Not a lot of fans of Beverly Hills right now. No, no, I know. I can't believe it. It's, Not it, a lot of fans of Beverly Hills are a fan of <laughs> I know well, that. I, I, let's say um, Dexter, boy. That's crazy. I can't believe it. This farming it used to be a farming community. I swam for Dexter years ago, and just uh, scoring points in the state me where it was a good deal. But now, hey, four time champ. All right, uh, give it up to uh, Birmingham Groves, uh, the uh, two hundred uh, medley relay champs. Congratulations to them. Let's see. Seaholm was fourth place in that event, and Adams was sixth. North Farmington was seventh. What can you say about the OA swim? It's good league. Uh, it is loaded. Loaded league. I mean, to see, it's it's like a league meet, you know, if you're going to get your the leagues together, man, or county. Crazy. Uh, who else do we have here? Moving on. 200-yard. Uh, that was weird. Did that one. A lot of score. A lot of numbers here on the. Uh... We got. All right, 200, 200 freestyle. Who do we have? Um, Birmingham Groves. Uh, A.J. Uh, Zako was fifth, so he was All-State. Congratulations. And Seaholm, uh, Aiden O'Neill, also All-State, top eight uh, for Seaholm in the 200-yard uh, freestyle. And um, I, d- I didn't see any champions here. I'm still scrolling. Um, any, North any- Farmington, uh, Connor East, uh, he's All-State in the 200-yard IM. Demanding event. Tough, tough, tough for it's sure. tough. I swam that one. I hated it. It was awful. It was torture. <laughs> we got any Division One updates at all? Or um, those no? those are the D2 guys. Let's see. Let's look at the 50 free. I thought we uh, – Birmingham Groves, uh, Jackson, uh, I hope it's uh, Junji, was fourth uh, in the 50 free. And uh, Adams, uh, Jacob Hart, eighth in the uh, 50 freestyle as well. So all state for those guys. Let me uh, come back here. Let's see if we got D1. What's our clock? We got 55 minutes in. We got some time. Final results in D1. Let's look at some of the scores, like the team scores 
usually out east on the D1 side. That's the powers out there. Yeah. Yeah, Holland West Ottawa took the win. Yep. Detroit CC was second. Hudsonville was third. Celine was fourth. Um, let's see. Northville. They're in the Northville. LA. Yeah, they were eighth. Uh, Harrison and Farmington. They had uh, Farmington Harrison. They were seventh, so good mm-hmm. for them. Uh, they had 125 not points. Bad. No, not, not at bad. all. That's a good showing for them. Yes. Um, let's see who else we had. Da, 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 da. Rochester was 29th out of 35. I think they had an individual qualifier, scored some points. They got nine points. I'd have to confirm that. Oxford had somebody in there. They scored two points. 30 tied, tied for 32nd. Bloomfield Hills, 25th. They scored 16 points. But, again, what can you say uh, about on the D2 side, man? That is nuts. I know. Having all those teams in there scoring points and challenging, not only just scoring points, but challenging for state title year in and year out. Well, that's the power. That, that is power. so exciting. So, anyway, that's the t- teams on the D1. I'll tr- try to scan real quick. I don't want to take up the rest of your time, Sam. Uh, looking for uh, – D3. Nobody there. Well, D3, we had a... Um, Ferndale, Ferndale could be in that. Yep, let's sure. take a look at D3, what time we have. Okay, 57. We're going to have to wrap up We're here at- pretty soon. Final results, D3. Let's look at the team scores real quick. Um, hey, I got to give it to my uh, good friend, lifelong friend, uh, Dave Carnes, the coach at Marshall. They came in third this year. Uh, East, uh, Holland Christian was first in D3. Um, let's see... Not a lot here. No. Pontiac Notre Dame Prep was 31st. Yeah. They're local. Um, let's see. That's about it. I don't see anybody D3 uh, scoring any points no. uh, for the OAA. It's all right. But, uh, yeah, give it up to the swimmers. Always a demanding sport. It's good. Go- good. goes year-round, dude. You good know? one. Yep. My final thoughts this week, of course, it's springtime here. Wish oh, everybody best thanks. luck in their first day of spring sports. Yes. Watch watch the little slippery bits out there if you're running on your track today. Or if you're – um. We're probably going to be indoors anyway. So. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll the see. distance runners out there, they'll Likely be outside. The distance will be outside, <laughs> but um, we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, it's exciting uh, to get some new uh, new sports to talk about. That's what I'm excited It'll about. It'll be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, see me to me here. I'm going to sign off this week here. Take care. See you all next week, everybody. Take care, all See you, Sam. Boy, now it's produced by Sammy Terramian, and the views on this show are his and his alone. Give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060 to have your own podcast. Give us a call today. Classes are now enrolling. That's it for this edition of OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.